0: Say, don't get rich quick, man. Create your own economy. Because we're ahead of the crypto curve, yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve, yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host, Nadja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency create your own economy let's get ahead of the crypto curve learn to get left behind
1: good afternoon good afternoon ladies and gentlemen and welcome to ahead of the crypto curve where we are creating satoshi millionaires one family at a time one day at a time One Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. And today is Wednesday, March the 8th. And what an incredible day it is. And before we start off, we are just going to say happy birthday to all of our Cryptopians. And we have a few of them today. And so to each and every one of them, I want to say happy birthday to you. We have Cryptopian Demetrius Oliver, Wendy Zamore, Tevin Bradley, Frederick Irving, and Willie Worley and again happy birthday to each and every one of you I hope your day is filled with all the love joy peace and happiness that you deserve this day and uh, ladies and gentlemen we are in the middle of our women's history month and this month we are paying homage to all of those women that are in this cryptocurrency space that are paving the way Um, we know that mostly all industries are male dominated, specifically the financial services industry. And uh, it is just great to have women out there, That are doing the thing and making sure that, uh, you know, there is a work life balance and that's definitely hard. It's hard to do to find a work life balance. And so a lot of us are really going throughout our day, really just trying to figure out uh, exactly what we need to do in this male dominated industry. Financial services. And then a little bit deeper than that is the cryptocurrency space. And so uh, I am, again, just forever grateful and thankful that we are uh, continuing to be the beacon of light for other women that are looking to get into this cryptocurrency space and really understanding how diverse this place is. Uh, this cryptocurrency space is and I'm not only meeting people that are nurses that have gone full time into the cryptocurrency space. I'm finding uh, I'm finding just incredible people. I even I met uh, last week in a, le- a young lady that's an oceanographer and I. All of a sudden, she went from wanting to be on submarines every day and learning about, uh, of course, things that are in the sea to really getting a um, getting into this thing called cryptocurrency. And um, she's been here ever since. And it's kind of the same thing that I dealt with coming into the space. I just got entrenched and um with all the, the just fascinated with what this technology can actually do if we are diligent and we learn and we understand. And so uh, with that, today, one of the individuals that um, I would like to talk to you all about, her name is Lisa Francois. And uh, again, you know, she does crypto tutors. And I actually probably should do the two of the ladies together, but they're both just absolutely incredible. And, um, you know, Lisa has done some really good things in the space. Actually, she is right now working with a coin called Vibranium. And um, I want to get Vibranium on so we can hear their take on what their cryptocurrency is doing. Obviously, it's a play off the word or I want to say off the Movie. It's a play off the movie, not the word, but it's a play. Uh, play off the movie Black Panther, and they have a coin called Vibranium that's actually thriving, doing very well. They did an event earlier, uh, in the in the Black History Month, uh, at Carnegie Hall in New York, and uh, Lisa's just really doing some big things. She's been speaking across the United States just really talking and educating our community on cryptocurrency while she is a co-founder of uh, Crypto Tutors along with another young lady that we'll be talking about later this month, as well as a gentleman, you know, she's really holding it down and um, representing Haiti. And I wanted to bring that up because, you know, a lot of people think about Haiti and they think about, uh, yes, there's definitely some things um, going on as far as Haiti is concerned and, and their independence and just, just a lot of different things. And when you think of Haiti and you see Lisa, they just look like, it just looks like two. I I don't know why. Like when she said she was from Haiti, I just did not put the two and two together. Um, But yeah, she's really incredible. And she's sending a lot of Bitcoin back to Haiti to help her country. And um, just really a great thing to see. In fact, she is the one who actually told me that there were parts of Haiti, obviously, that we never see. And so she's one of the inspirations for the reason why we are going to be taking a cryptocurrency tour uh, cruise at the end of the year beginning of 2024 to Haiti, a part of Haiti that we've never seen before and on this cruise. We are going to get off in Haiti, obviously, and really, um, you know, have a conversation about the island. And, you know, go take a look at a couple of things while we can, because we're going to be there all day. And so to Lisa Francois, I just want to say thank you for your friendship and thank you for the work that you do in this cryptocurrency community. When we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we will jump into the cryptocurrency conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: In a moment and with, more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: In 80, in 80. In supply.
0: You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto, crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: All right, welcome forward, welcome forward. So today I want to take just a few minutes because we have a lot of new listeners and we have a lot of old listeners and we've been talking about preparing for taxes. And a lot of you right now are engulfed in or knee deep in pulling together all of your different documents to give to your accounting professional so that they can help you file your taxes. And so I like to stop and take a pause because there are a lot of questions about taxes. So I'm not a tax preparer. I'm not a uh, financial advisor. I'm not giving you any advice other than this is the only advice that I'm going to give you. I don't care what anybody tells you. If you are filing taxes, you need to check the box. Yes, that you are dealing in digital assets, whether you've lost, whether you've just bought Bitcoin and held it. The good thing to do is to just check the box. Yes. And the reason I'm saying this is because I'm looking at millions of dollars that the IRS is actually putting towards finding agents that understand cryptocurrency. And if you check the box, yes, they only have a few years. And a few is, I believe it's three years to audit you if they desire to do so. But if you don't check the box and they find out that during 2022, you had anything to do with cryptocurrency, they have an indefinite amount of time to be able to come back and collect taxes, penalties, and all of those things. So I am going to tell you that this cryptocurrency thing, as you know, is very serious. And because of the things that have happened with FTX, it has become more serious than it's ever been. So, The last several years when we were filing our taxes, the questions about cryptocurrency were kind of buried in the middle of the tax return. But the last couple of years, digital assets are on the first page. And now not only are they on the first page, they've actually highlighted these specific words at any time during 2022. Did you. Receive as a reward, award or payment for property or services or receive an exchange, a gift or otherwise disposed of a digital currency or a financial interest in a digital asset. And there's a a portion that has an asterisk and it says see instructions. And the reason I am telling you that you should press or uh, check the yes as like everybody should, because I'm reading different periodicals that are actually telling people they may not have to, or that if you didn't do anything with it, you shouldn't check that box. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that works in some communities, but we know that when regulation comes down and they're looking for people to actually nail to the wall for things that they should have done. And I've heard it said over and over by judges, ignorance is no excuse of the law. I, again, am not a tax professional, but I would just suggest that you check the yes, because they are coming back and they are going to go back years and start to reconciliate for those individuals that they find out, that have cryptocurrency. So let's just do this right the first time so that we don't have anyone that is in any type of trouble later on and I won't don't want to say I told you so, but they're going to come hard, they're going to come fast, and they're going to come furious. Especially because of these platforms that are taking millions of dollars from individuals. So if you've taken a loss, if you've even done digital assets And you can't any longer get into the wallet. I don't know, maybe before you started listening to the show, before you started really learning, you opened up a wallet and you thought you had Bitcoin somewhere and you went to look and you can't get back in the wallet, which happens a lot. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't happen to any of our listeners because they know that their seed words are the most important things. Uh, And while I'm on that track, let me just say your emails are very important to always keep no matter how cluttered they get. If it's an old email, you need to hold on to it and make sure you maintain access to it. Um, But not just that. If you have any inclination, anything that you have ever gotten, received, gift, any of that, you have to check yes. A lot of people that are on Coinbase specifically say, you know what? I opened up a Coinbase account. I didn't buy any Bitcoin. I didn't buy any Ethereum. I didn't buy anything. However, I started reading these articles and Coinbase started giving me coins. That is considered a gift. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is taxable if um, if there was any type of gain. But it's also taxable if there was a small gain. And those free coins that you got as a gift, you decided to cash them out or change them to Bitcoin. Now, I've done that. I've gotten coins not on Coinbase, but I've gotten coins for free because somebody was doing what they call an airdrop. And I turned it into Bitcoin because that's where I'm holding my assets. And maybe there wasn't so much as a, a benefit or a gain. But the fact that that cryptocurrency Change from whatever I was gifted to Bitcoin, created a taxable event that I need to report. Now, what I see that is probably going to take place. And again, this is speculation on my part. I'm just looking and listening, being quiet and paying attention. What I see for our community is the fact that some of the individuals that are in the cryptocurrency space, specifically our our young folks, ages 20 to 35 that don't feel like they need to put this on their taxes, and they're not. And I'm hearing a lot of people saying, oh, they'll just have to catch up with me. Well, when they catch up with you, from what I'm seeing, it's going to be when you're at a really good place in your life. And, and hopefully a lot of our youth get to this place where they're able to purchase a house. They've got money in escrow. They're ready to do some great things. But what I'm seeing is they're going to be putting special mechanisms in kind of like liens. So if you're doing anything by which there is a massive amount of money either going out or coming in, they're going to they're going to grab those wages or those funds, just like they've always done when you owe the bank some money or if someone gets a judgment against you or something like that. And so they're going to be making sure that they're setting up ways to actually get what they think you owe based on what you haven't reported. And so again, I'm just my my best advice I can give you is just check the box. Do not be afraid. You will be able to prove that you didn't make a massive amount of money in Bitcoin or on Bitcoin or on any of these cryptocurrencies unless you did. Then you need to pay your fair share. But for the most part, most of us are just buying and holding in very small amounts. So even if you just bought two dollars worth of Bitcoin or ten dollars worth of Bitcoin, you need to check the box. Yes. And I know it sounds silly, but it actually says exactly what it says on the 1040 form under digital assets. And as I look at mainstream media, a lot of them are telling people that they don't always have to uh, tell the IRS that you own cryptocurrency. But again, just depends on who you are, whether or not they're going to come after you like you really took something and and did something terrible. So you need to uh, really do that. And there's a lot of pointed questions that uh, people are having about this 2022 return. And so the wording has been revised to actually include digital assets and non-fungible tokens so i need you to think about it if you bought an nft you definitely need to check the box if you again got gifted uh any bitcoin you need to check the box if you're one of my uh folks that are listening from new york and you got that bitcoin from jay z and jack dorsey and we talked about this you need to check the box and unfortunately some of the problems that we were having, why people don't want to to check the box, and just so you all kind of understand the context, is some individuals are on Social Security or are uh, they deal or they are a part of some sort of social services program like TANF, Temporary Assistance for Families. Um, they may be on Section 8 and all of those different things, and they may have got gotten some Bitcoin gifted or they may have bought some Bitcoin on Cash App and they should have reported it. There's a whole there's a whole nother uh whole nother uh set of of things that we deal with when educating in our community around people that have social services. And initially Bitcoin if you listen to real crypto enthusiasts They're talking about continuing to be decentralized where nobody knows what you have. Nobody knows what you hold, that they don't want to do what's called the KYC, know your customer. But we've always told our community to do exactly what's right. And um, you've got to check the yes or no. You can't skip over the box. And untruthfulness in this space is going to give you risks of higher penalties Uh, from the IRS and audits. And I just think they're going to be very, very harsh from what I can see. And so I want my community to remain safe. So a couple of people asked some questions, and we're going to probably have CJ, the smart guy, come and just kind of talk to us a little bit. But these are some basic questions that I can answer that people are asking about um, cryptocurrency and taxes. If you like, again, you can always... Send me an email, ask Nigel Roberts at gmail.com, or you can go to Nigel Roberts.com, or you can go to the head of the cryptocurve.com. Ask your question. I will do my very best to talk to you about that cryptocurrency that maybe uh, you're trying to debate on whether or not you need to report it. Again, the answer is going to be yes, but I think there are some intricate questions that people may have if you're in a platform such as. Uh, There's one that where you buy Bitcoin and then you turn the Bitcoin to Daisy and then you put Daisy into the platform and people have been making lots of money. And so the question is, how many taxable events have they actually created? And I can share that with them. What you really need to do is just go into whatever platform you've been dealing with and try to download all of those transactions, download all of the transactions. Even if they're insignificant, and I know we think $2, $3, $6 for that matter is insignificant, but it's not going to be insignificant when they decide to come that direction. So ladies and gentlemen, that is one of the things that I want to make sure that our community is doing, and that is checking the box. It's important, checking the box. And so your losses, if you took losses, that can help you. It can offset the gains. I do not want people to tiptoe around and think that they're going to pay a massive amount of taxes because you're not. And if you did get some gains, I have just had a rule that we do where we're putting 30 percent to the side. And that doesn't mean that's really what my tax bracket is. But we just been doing that as a practice. So if I can say anything to those of you that are making money in this cryptocurrency space, our rule of thumb is put 30 percent to the side so we can wait and see what our tax professional tells us. We have to pay in taxes so we don't get caught at the end owing a whole boatload of money. But because Bitcoin has experienced what I call being on sale, which means it's taken You know, it's been in the crypto winter. So what you bought your Bitcoin for may not be what it's worth today. So that loss, take advantage of it. Really just carry that amount forward to use it against future gains. And so you'll be just you'll be okay. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward after traffic sports and news, we will continue the cryptocurrency conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: Say the quiet part out loud. Loud. KBLA Talk 1580. Council. We knew you stick around. This is L.A.'s home for progressive talk radio. Be heard. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome forward. Welcome forward. We are going to just jump in to a great conversation because um, this next this article actually makes me smile because there are some economists that are here in the United States that are very vocal about hating Bitcoin specifically, and the cryptocurrency market as a whole. And today, Paul Robin Krugman, who some of you may know him, Krugman, K-R-U-G-M-A-N, is an American economist who is a distinguished professor of economics at the Graduate Center of the City University of New York. And he's a columnist for the New York Times as well. He also won a Nobel, Nobel Peace Prize. Um, he's just been doing some stuff, and his Nobel, actually his Nobel Memorial Prize was in economic sciences, science, and um, he also has a Pulitzer Prize, and he just does a whole lot of stuff. Well, today, he is... Getting, I don't want to say reamed by the cryptocurrency community, but he took to Twitter today, this morning, and again, remembering that he is a longtime crypto s- skeptic, he announced that the payment app Venmo has blacklisted him, and even he, one of the most famous and influential economics uh, economists and analysts on this planet, has not gotten any help from Venmo. Now, cryptocurrency individuals have long touted that this is one of the reasons why we are so excited about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. We don't have to deal with a centralized authority or a middleman. And so Venmo has actually shut his account down, held his money, and he cannot get anyone from that platform to get on to give him any type of customer service. So today he tweeted, I'm too busy to tweet, but not to vent. I've been using Venmo for years, but now it won't allow me to make payments. I spent a long time in a chat with the representative and they told me that they can't explain why, nor can they fix it. The software has taken control. And so, for the cryptocurrency community, I have to say this is a delicious moment for cryptocurrency advocates. One of, um, of course, this is one of our self-appointed adversaries, and he has been very vocal. And this has actually, as as one would say, pulled his pants down for the exact same problem that we've been warning the world about. And that... um. This is just the way that this new digital space is going to operate. And this is just the taste of what is about to come down. And for many of us, we've already met this fate. I know I have had numerous platforms shut down. Uh, They've opened them back up, but, even cash app that sells Bitcoin, there's an account I can't get in. There's an, you know, the, it's just the way it is. Anytime you have a platform that controls your money that's on their platform, they can just shut it down at at any note at any a moment's notice and tell you you don't have the um accessibility to do what you need to do. So it's one of the worst um uh, things to experience, and. Venmo, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that use it, is probably one of the worst platforms that you can use for privacy. You literally are telling people what you're doing on a daily basis. If you look at Venmo, I can look on Venmo and say, oh, so-and-so paid their tithes this month. I mean, this Sunday, you know, they're paying for a housekeeper. They're buying this. They're doing that. And while I thought at first that those transactions uh, were pretty cute, I started thinking about you telling all of your business to everybody about what you do with your money. And as a part of the broader scheme of things, it's really deeply misguided. And I don't think it's a goal for that. Any of us should be actually working towards to let people know on a social networking platform what type of payments you're making and what you're doing with your money. And uh, but we make it public by default, because, you know, a lot of times people felt like it was fun to share. It was fun to put these little emojis out there. And so you got to be very careful about that, especially when nowadays people that are schemers, they actually are taking little bits of pieces of information here and there and reconciliating the information that they need to help answer some of the Secret questions that you are asked at your bank and on different platforms. And I need you all to think about that on some of the platforms to get in. They have secret questions. They want to know what your child's, your oldest child's middle name is. Well, you know, you could have said happy birthday to one of your children and you use their whole name. Well, the scammers will wait a year or two, whatever they need. But they've collected your oldest child's middle name and then you may talk about some place that you grew up back in the day and where what you know, they'll figure out what county it is in. And and when they're going through those series of questions, they're able to actually answer them based on some of the stuff that they see on social media. And so I do not like Venmo because of that very reason. And in fact, I have it and I probably haven't used Venmo since about 2018 when I really started saying to myself, wait a minute, I'm being really excited about putting what I'm paying for uh, on this platform, and is giving or telling everybody my business, like every single thing that we do. And when I talked to um and we're I'm off on a tangent on Venmo, but when I talked to the cash app individuals, and I started asking them, of course, as you all heard last week, The number of African-Americans or black Americans on the Cash App platform, that was a little over 62 percent of all of their users were on Cash App. And I said, well, what do the other people use? You know, and, and I was talking to a Caucasian gentleman and he said, yeah, most of our community uses Venmo. Uh, for the most part, and so Venmo is a direct competitor to Cash App, and so uh, of course they've cornered the market with the African American community. But uh, just be very, very careful with all of these platforms moving forward. It is, it's, it's, it's some some serious things are happening, and you know it's it's not fun to have money tied up, even if it's for you to pay a bill or something of that sort. It just really puts kind of a sour taste in your mouth but I think that more of this is to come and so we all need to be aware that it is happening not just to us but it's happening in everybody and I think today Mr. Paul Krugman is really getting an earful from the cryptocurrency community because I am seeing all of these tweets. And I'm just going to read one that actually hit home for me. And this is from the people. These are actually from a whole group of people, a whole city in El Salvador, and they call themselves Bitcoin Beach. So as soon as he posted that, Bitcoin Beach came back on Twitter and said, you do realize that this is most likely because of a KYC, which is a know your customer, AML policy that you support it says imagine what it's like for billions in the world who are not even allowed to access the access to payment networks like venmo literally billions of people in the world the people who are the poorest that's why we bitcoin and so i just wanted to share that again there is a twitter storm around this and I don't know that he'll ever get out of it, but hopefully Vimo opens up the door and lets him do what he needs to do. But he's going to continue to remember this day uh, that he got reamed on crypto Twitter. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to continue our conversation because Jerome Powell has some things to say about pushing innovation offshore here in America as it relates to the cryptocurrency space. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA, KBLA Talk
1: 1580. All right, welcome forward. So, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell was asked to actually speak on cryptocurrencies, and he is still warning the banks to be quite cautious. And the cryptocurrency industry, we weren't looking for any type of silver lining from Federal Reserve Chairman. We didn't think he was going to say anything favorable, as he hasn't in the past. But yesterday, he met uh, on Capitol Hill, and he was talking to them about the cryptocurrency, um, about cryptocurrency and what he thought or what his, you know, what his feelings were. And so... His quote was, we have to be open to that idea. Somewhere in there, there is a technology that can be featured in productive innovation that makes people live better. Powell told the members of the committee in his twice yearly trip to testify on Capitol Hill. And this is the second time he came to Capitol Hill. And the the other thing he said is we don't want to stifle innovation. And so a lot of people were thinking that he was going to say that all cryptocurrency companies have to be offshore. But if the United States stifles innovation, people are going to go other places. And again, that builds other economies more than it builds ours. But Powell was actually asked to address the cryptocurrency issues several times during his testimony. And uh, he'll continue today with some more uh, testimony because he meets with the House financial services committee today and he stated we've seen just a remarkable set of events in the cryptocurrency space noting there's been quite a lot of turmoil as we all know in the past years and companies are collapsing high profile fraud being revealed we see in crypto activity lots of things that suggest that regulated financial institutions should be quite cautious and doing things in the cryptocurrency space. And so, you know, again, it's nothing too different. But the good thing was he wasn't stating that we had to take all of our businesses out of the United States, which, again, I just thoroughly believe prohibition didn't work then. It's not going to work uh, with them trying to stifle the things around Bitcoin specifically. And his warning, of course, kept being very heavy to the banks. We've got Silvergate Bank right now. That has been offering a real time example of uh, the dangers of cryptocurrency concentration and banking is what he stated. But again, I think that that is uh, I have a differ differing opinion about that because I feel that Silvergate Bank was taking advantage. They were eating their cake. They were baking the cake, eating the cake. And having the ice in as well. And the reason why, ladies and gentlemen, I told you when we went to get an account at Silver Bank, Silvergate Bank, you had to hold a million dollars in cash as a minimum deposit every single day. Your balance could not drop below a million dollars a day. That's what they were. That's who they were banking in this space. So if that is the case, how in the world are they having financial problems if they have not? spent monies that they should not have been spending or loaning out money or investing monies that they should not have been investing. And so it wasn't the dangers of crypto. It's the dangers of the individuals that are sitting behind these platforms really doing whatever they want to do um, because there was no regulation. So um, and these uh, crypto investors definitely have not have the ability to to withdraw their deposits. Some people have. And there are a lot of other floundering institutions, again, because the wrong people are getting the money to open these platforms, and they're doing the wrong thing all the way around. And so it does not have to do, in my opinion, with – Um, all the cryptocurrencies and I would say some of the cryptocurrencies like Terra Luna and some of those other ones, they weren't going to make it anyway. However, uh, this is just another excuse for them to say that it's the whole cryptocurrency ecosystem when it's not. So if you are crypto curious, we have several events that are going to be going on every single month leading up to our summer we are going to continue to do that crypto essential. We're going to continue to give you different platforms where you can go and listen to um just education about the cryptocurrency space as a whole. We're going to continue to do the ledger and me one, two, threes, where you can set up your ledger and put your cryptocurrency or your Bitcoin in your own wallet. It is absolutely imperative that we do that. It's imperative that we get it off of the exchange. In fact, we have some um some of our seniors coming today to walk themselves through the process of getting their ledger set up. It's important. We're definitely doing that. And we're going to make sure that our community is safe. And so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we will continue the cryptocurrency conversation because we haven't gotten into the market price today. But we'll jump into that and then we'll do our daily dollar cost average. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Terms and conditions. Heard any other talk radio lately that sounds anything like this? We didn't think so. You're listening to unapologetically progressive KBLA Talk 1580.
1: All right. Welcome forward. And so as we look at our market update for today, Bitcoin is trading at twenty two thousand and four dollars. We're almost down. Well, actually, it just ticked and we're down to twenty one thousand nine nine nine. So it is down in the last hour, point four seven percent. It is down in the last twenty four hours, point three eight percent. And in the last seven days, it is down A whopping 6.6%. And so, again, we are not worried about the price. We are worried about the technology or we're looking at the technology. And we know that we're not here to get rich quick. And I know the charts aren't looking like those people who want to get rich quick like to see. So I just want to share that. And then Ethereum is at $1,552. It is down 0.43% in the last hour. In the last 24 hours, it's up 0.10%. And in the last seven days, it too is down a whopping 6.22%. As I scroll down the page, I see a litany of red marks all the way down so all the coins are pretty much doing the exact same thing that Bitcoin is doing when I look up at the market cap really quickly I am seeing that we are at a trillion we're just a little bit over a trillion we used to be around two trillion dollars in cryptocurrency but I see one trillion and just making it at one trillion so we got a lot to watch out uh, a lot to watch uh, it's listed over 22,000 cryptocurrencies are listed on coin market cap. That number was closer to 30,000 during these cryptocurrency winters is when there is a survival of the fittest. So a lot of cryptocurrency are going to fall off and I love it. I love this time because a lot of people that uh, don't mean you well fall off and so do the cryptocurrencies they create. So with that, ladies and gentlemen. I um, am just really paying attention to. Uh, I'm I'm stacking my satoshis. I'm gonna say that I'm stacking my satoshis, and I'm paying attention to some other elements that I promise you that I'm going to continue to bring to you, like we talked about China and what's happening with the money and what other countries are doing. And there are some things that we have not seen in our time, but I've gotten a hold of some information that is absolutely incredible, and I'm doing my research. And so I am sure that I will be bringing that information to my friends and family. So I need to make sure that um, that our community is really, really in the know. It's our turn. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to thank each and every one of you for hanging out with me today and rocking with me on the head of the crypto curve where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time and. We need you to do your dollar cost average. So I don't know if you're doing it weekly, daily, or whatever you're going to do. But when I get off today, I'm going to go ahead and do my $6. But one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you.
0: You're listening to Naja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms. At Naja Roberts, no underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Naja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve.